This is Women's Tech Radio, a show on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network interviewing interesting women in technology, exploring their roles and how they're successful in technology careers. I'm Paige. And I'm Angela. So today, everybody, we put Angela on the hot seat, ask her a whole bunch of questions (laughs) about Jupiter Broadcasting, about being a mom, about um, how technology has improved her life or changed her life, and a lot about sharing and kind of connecting with other people. It's a really good interview. Well, (laughs) I have to agree if I say so myself. But uh, before we get into this interview about me, I'd like to mention that you can support the network and Women's Tech Radio by going to patreon.com forward slash today. That is the uh, Jupiter Broadcasting bucket, the main bucket where uh, you can support pretty much any show in the network. And when you go there specifically, you are supporting Women's Tech Radio, patreon.com forward slash today. And we get started with today's interview by just chit-chatting with Angela. So, Angela, thank you for joining us on Women's Tech Radio. It's really fun to finally put you on the mic since you put me on the mic a while ago. I know, like two months ago at least. Yeah, much longer actually. Really? Yeah, wow. it's been quite a while. Time flies. It does. Oh my it gosh, does. is it going to be a year in November? I don't know. We I need, think we started in November. We need what? eight more episodes after this to do 52 well that's if you count by episodes but i mean like uh, well, time yeah time it's about november yeah that's wow. crazy yay i love it so what what people want to know what i want to know is kind of like what this journey has been like for you and i think that uh we've we've heard some about how you got started in tech how you you know through the different interviews and i guess i would like to know some of your story of like what it's been like to really be immersed in tech, especially in this broadcasting end of things where like we're in this age of, of uh, no gatekeepers, you know, you can just put things out on the interwebs like we do um, with this show. And like, what has that done to your life? How has it been interesting? How has it been like kind of coming from a semi-technical background into this like media that's like so richly technical on both sides where the topics of Jupiter Broadcasting are technical and the work itself is technical? Like, talk to me about that. Okay. So I think from that... I would like to talk about, I have always been one that has wanted to help others and educate others. And that is kind of like the foundation of anything I do. And the technology that has developed over the last 10 years just magnificently supports it. It just, it just is. Um, it's, it's completely natural. And even in like middle school, when we first started using technology, you know, I had the live journal account, you know, I, I was, I was dabbling in the, the small parts of the internet, but then, well, being with somebody that always wanted the latest technology, like really helped, you know, I always, you know, I, I started on uh, a Mac and, and I really, for some reason, I'm like, I guess it could have been anything actually, you know what? I didn't start on a Mac, but once I started on a Mac, I guess is what I mean. I feel like uh, it really opened up my opportunities. Um, I started using Soundtrack. That was specifically the thing that I moved to uh, Mac for. So, for for people who don't know, what Soundtrack? Soundtrack is uh, audio. It's it's recording and music compilation software, and it it was like it was some crazy amount of money, like three or four hundred dollars at the time. This is this would have been like two thousand two, and I was writing songs, and I was I was using software that ran on Linux before switching to soundtrack. 
But when I went to that Apple store and they had soundtrack on demo, I grabbed a couple tracks and I put something together and it was amazing. And then a couple weeks later, I bought I bought it and I tried it and I assembled those same tracks. And now I have a song that I made, you know, and it was really cool. So I'm a very creative person. And and that is another way that the creativity and the uh, educational or desire to educate aspect really do go hand in hand. I'm I was a mommy blogger. <laughs> I, it has kind of been on hiatus for a little while. Um, and I do the faux show, which is really a show that is whatever I want to talk about. But I always wanted to grab things that like if I told you I was going to do a show on a certain topic, you might be like, eh, yeah, but once you were there, like you would be interested in it because it would be a lot of different sources and whether they be right or not, you know, like that's, that's debatable, but it's not a real show, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, it's a fake show. A faux show. Yeah. So for in terms of Jupiter Broadcasting, I was a lot of the, the, the back end behind the scenes operational side, you know, the accounting, the, you know, all that behind the scenes stuff. But once we put up the green screen in our third bay garage and started doing shows there, I started getting more interested in the chat room and would hang out after um, Jupiter at night. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of where the faux show started is. I started just talking to the audience and the audience talked back and it gave them like a personal touch and also involvement. And it, and it, I, th I really think that it's, it solidified a, a whole new community aspect of Jupiter broadcasting. And, and just from there, like it just, I just started getting to know the community and being more active in the IRC, which automatically got me more, involved with the technology stuff and and then now here i am doing women's tech radio <laughs> right awesome yeah i mean i've always been really impressed by your ability to kind of share um across yeah. a lot of different platforms i think people would call me an oversharer. <laughs> yeah well I, I don't know i think that you have a great way um like in person you connect with people really well mm -hmm. um, and i get to witness that but i think that you all and i have i feel like that's kind of a feature for me as well but you also have this awesome way of bridging that to mm -hmm. a digital audience like to to people like even before i met you i kind of felt like i knew you because i'd seen the faux show yeah. and i'd seen your twitter <laughs> i'd been following you on google plus for like a couple of years and then yeah. i showed up and i met you and i'm like this is totally the angela that i expect like you have a, a great ability to bring yourself across like how do you do that is that natural like i guess it must be yeah yeah is it just like occur to you like hey this is a moment that i should share or do you like have to actively like think about it or well a lot of things, uh, when I when I make the decision to share something, it's because I think that it'll, likely, it'll help somebody else, huh. right? That's why I started uh, Mom Vault, my mommy blog, because there are things, it's, it's kind of like, it's not that I want to share the hard sides of parenting or anything, because there's a lot of harder articles in there, like getting allergy testing and, you know, cosmetic surgery for Dylan and, you know, things that people don't you know, want to relive or share or whatever. But there are so many moms out there, moms and dads, that kind of rely on knowing that they aren't the only person that mm -hmm. has to hold down their son while their ear is sewn back on. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's the whole reason we do this show. It's yeah. just to know that you're not alone. Yeah. Like that this is possible. You can get through it. You're not alone. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really important, that's a really fascinating way. I hadn't, like, I've always struggled with sharing, you know, some of my friends have been like, you really should tweet. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how to tweet. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I know 
Yeah. Physi- I know physically how <laughs> no, to she tweet. doesn't. I know her in person. She doesn't. <laughs> so true. I call, I like, I've had people like, I'm as bad with Facebook too. Somebody was like, you need to yeah. change your profile picture on Facebook. It's I was been there for a long time. Earlier. Oh man. Oh okay. my gosh. And I like, I don't, I have to like sit down and really, really like dig around every time because I just don't do it. I'm just not a natural sharer. But I think thinking about it like as helping people is really, I like that. Yeah. And I, I feel that due to my creativity and my directness, bluntness <laughs> I like and, directness that works and conciseness or mm. you know being concise like my articles aren't you know there's not a lot of fluff and and I'm not like trying to make money or you know like on mom vault but it, it just you know I just can I don't know I, I do like helping people and and I know that mom vault has helped a lot of people I think faux shows helped a lot of people yeah I think even your Instagram is helpful like I, I love seeing your yeah. Instagram stuff it kind of like I'll be like rolling along and it's a day and then I'll see this like you're they're always so positive like you just have so much positivity in your photography well I try there's some negatives but Mm. yeah okay Um, they're by and large yeah the thing is this is this is this is weird to say but you know in the past some somebody's asked me oh my gosh that's a great picture what camera did you use and I kind of laugh yeah it's not the camera it's the person yeah It's, it's me like yes it took a good picture but I framed it. I, I, you know, I, I worked with the depth. I worked, you know, with the colors and the lighting and, and figured out how to capture the moment. And, and I, I choose only to share those pictures because I do take a lot more pictures than I share. <laughs> yeah. Wow. As would anybody. I don't keep all those pictures. You know, there's like, there's a lot of photo 101 things <laughs> that mm-hmm. I think I could probably do a whole show about. But, um, it's. Could you do a photo show about it? A prob- I, I have done quite a few shows about the photos but um anybody can take pictures of their kids but what really who who cares about my kids no you know like who who cares there are people that care and they care because of the thought and the time and effort behind the yeah, picture you put intention into it yeah yeah and and it's not just they're like oh here they're smiling again you know it i don't know I mean, it's, you made me care about a snail the other day like, you had this picture of a snail and i was like that is totally true. Right. It was about the little things in life. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just, I didn't step on him on the way to or from the bus stop. On the way to the bus stop, I thought, I'm going to take a picture of that snail on the way back. And I did. I got down on the sidewalk and I took a picture of the snail and I, I took one where it had the, just the pavement as the background. And then I took another one because I was like, oh, the sun is shining over there. Maybe I can get like a glow on the snail. So I took two pictures and I chose that second one that you, you ended up seeing on uh Instagram.com forward slash mom vault. <laughs> nice plug. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it all, everything I do has meaning and, and I hope that it would help other people in any way. I know that there are a lot of viewers, listeners of Jupiter Broadcasting that, that see my pictures on G plus Twitter, um, Instagram or Facebook that not rely on it, but it, it's very, very welcome. It's a, it's a value add to my day. Yeah, unlike unlike maybe other people in their life that add pictures that don't necessarily have um, the the charm, the quality, or the focus, I, which I, I'm not trying to put people down at all. I'm just no, you you have a skill for that. It's definitely there, and and the intention it means a lot. Like uh, art without intention is just yes craft. Yes, I think yes, I think that's the, the I think that's the big differentiator between craft and art. Craft is something you can do. Art is something with intention. Yes. Um, and I realize that may be a really oversimplification and some of my art major friends are going to be upset at me for saying that. <laughs> right. But that's my take. And um, 
Yeah, and I love that about your work. And it's part of working with you. You you always have intention, which mm-hmm. is, is great. And attention to detail, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, which is a nice add to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, but I really like the social social networking. I just, I love, I love the fact that people from around the world watch my show or listen or see my pictures and can comment on it. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the way the technology has changed that is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, I just can't, I can't even really actually wrap my head around that. Like, yeah. And honestly, it took me so long to get on Instagram and I was such a snob about it. I'm like, oh man, who wants all their pictures to be square? And now, like, even though my phone has the square option, I still take them full, but I, I'm like, okay, will that fit in a square? (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes automatically looking for squares. Yeah. It kind of changes, it kind of changes how I, how I take pictures, but. I am going to call you out on something though. Okay. You got to fix the video thing. The the portrait video has got to go, man. Oh, that wasn't me. Oh, that wasn't you. Yeah. That was, that was Jenny. Yeah. But yes, I. I am guilty of that, though. And I am guilty of taking more portraits than landscape. I need to do more landscape. Yeah. I'm I'm a landscape junkie, but that's because, like, I grew up um, when I worked with as a photographer for a while. I was doing landscape photography yes. and architecture photography. So it's always landscape, mm-hmm. especially for architecture. And It's landscape for landscape? I know. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lot easier to frame something square using portrait oh. to me. Huh. Even though, regardless, you know, either way, you know that one. How do you do? So do you like still apply photography basics like two thirds to a square? Does that work? I don't like, know. Do you know the two thirds rule? I don't think so. Oh, awesome. The rule know, of thirds. Right? So the idea is that if you break things up into um, three sections, so uh-huh. one section, two sections, three sections, I'm using hand gestures, which yeah. is super helpful for the radio. <laughs> but that the um, if you break a rectangle into three sections, the focus of your photography should land on the separation between section either section one and two or section three two oh, and three. Oh no no i don't i don't use that and and but i'm not okay so a lot of people think a good picture is a centered picture no that's exactly what that's no, fighting against I know, yeah i know yeah and and i and i do that i do do centered sometimes mm-hmm. but there was a picture recently of abby with a quote and i intentionally had her off to the side so that i could have the so i could put the quote there mm-hmm um, so I, I, I don't necessarily follow that rule, but, but I don't stick in, to internal. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Right. I've, I, I have variety. I, oh no, I, I believe that I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. So a little talk big switch here. I'm going to use some insider info. Um, you've got three kids. Oh I know. man. Now no. everybody knows. No, that's not the insider info. I know oh, that okay. they, they all use computers. Yes. Um, oh man. And what do you think like as a mom, like how do you approach that? I mean, there's a lot of information out there about like, yes. it's good, it's bad. Um, how do you, and I know that because we've just talked about the fact that you're always acting with intention, like how do you do that intentionally with your kids? Okay. That is a great question, Paige. <laughs> um, so I, my first born is a son and I imagined him holding a mouse and keyboard at like a year. Well, with the house that he's growing up in, right? Right? Yeah. But it was actually not until his fifth birthday, right? No, sixth birthday, just before his sixth birthday, that I introduced him to the keyboard and mouse. Oh, wow. On my computer. Okay. Yeah. So Um, before that, was he still using like tablets or something? He was using iPads, yes. Okay. So he, and he, he understands them freakishly well. All three of my kids do, but... Um, it, it, there was a little bit of a curveball with Dylan with the keyboard and mouse, but 
you know, Minecraft is a is a good determinator or determ um, motivation. <laughs> He's so, determined because of Minecraft. It's a yes, good motivator. Yes, perfect. Um, so, had he done Minecraft? Um, so jumping in, had, had he done it on the iPad first? Yes, Pocket okay. Edition. Yes, yeah. Um, and and I honestly cannot do it on the iPad. Yeah, because it's I haven't weird. Tried. It's it's you have to use both hands, which I know it sounds like. Really <laughs> It's just so weird on you a just, touch screen. You're old now. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of that every day when he's like, oh, mom, did you know about this in Minecraft? I'm like, yeah, I've been playing Minecraft for four years, but no, I, I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, or that's new. That's, that's an update since I've played or, you know, um, and just all three of the kids have done really well with learning on, on iPads. Abby, once Dylan started on his laptop, Abby expressed interest as well and i wanted them to be able to play minecraft together so mm -hmm. she actually started just after she turned four or i guess she, yeah ish so at, when she she is four right now and she's playing minecraft on the computer and i made it fun i uh did left and or l and r for left and right on her mouse i did different stickers so she could learn wazda and and then also added stickers for escape and one other one that i can't remember but basically, it made it a lot easier for her to learn it. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, full disclosure, I was hanging out with Abby, and she was obsessed and asking all night last night if she could show me how to play Minecraft. I know. Yeah. Which is hilarious, because she would actually have to show me how to play Minecraft, because I have <laughs> not ever played. Well, I played for, like, literally five minutes on a Raspberry Pi once, because it's the one thing they include on the Raspberry Pi. Oh, that's funny. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. Huh. So, at some point, she will have to teach me how to play Minecraft. Yeah. But. Well, I ran into an issue where her iPad can no longer play Minecraft because mm -hmm. of, um, well, it's no longer, the OS is no longer updatable. And uh, Is it a 2 or? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. And and I accidentally did a Minecraft update that just, it just broke it. Uh. So, that's, so, she plays on her computer now. But that, that freed up her iPad so that Bella could play on it. Mm -hmm. And so, there's educational games on there, learning her ABCs, learning how to count. Uh, just learning the whole touchscreen interface, and yeah. I rely on how, that how old heavily. Is Bella? She's two. Okay, she just turned two. I rely on that heavily in the morning when she gets up between four thirty and six. Um, I leave the iPad on the beanbag in my room, and she comes in on her own and sits down and plays it. Yeah, and it, I I'm really impressed. I have a nephew. Um, he's three, um, and he loves the ipad it's and and it's definitely a, re a reward for him it's very careful like when he can use the ipad and when he can especially because he's a bit jack smash so he likes to smash things oh wow um so the ipad of course being a very expensive piece um is uh and he hates the kid like we got one of the kid case things and oh, that was yes. good when he was two but now it's no he won't yes. touch that when he has to have the right real ipad but but the amount that he has learned on the iPad is really impressive. Like, I think the educational games have kind of really stepped up their game from mm -hmm. when I first looked at them. Mm -hmm. But do you, do you think it's like, do you worry about them spending too much time on these devices? Yeah, yes and no. There's, there's something that I have done very right, and I, I can't pinpoint what it is. But I can say that my kids have a really good balance of outdoor play, social play, or like, and by social play, I just mean like when we're at parks, they play with other kids. When we're at the children's museum, they play with other kids. Like there's, um, we've done a lot of play dates. I literally at one point would drive the kids to the park, let them out, let them play for two minutes and then say, okay, let's get in the car just to get them used to it. Cause parks are fun mm -hmm. and they want to stay there, but I needed them to get over the, I 
want to stay here? Why can't, this you know? is going to sound terrible, especially to all the moms out there, but you worked on recall with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we call it with dogs. So okay. Yeah. That like they'll, so, they'll come when you call. Same thing with technology. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't freak out when I say no to TV. They don't freak out when I turn off the TV. I have noticed that. They, yeah, they know that it'll still be there tomorrow or later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I'm redirecting them or, or that I'm redirecting them to something that could be equally or more fun mm-hmm. or, you know, feed themselves. So did you do the same sort of thing where you kind of set small time limits for a while so they got used to that or was it just kind of nat- more natural on that? It's more, it was, it was very organic. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no like, there's never really been a time limit. Um, there was a slight concern when Dylan developed a tick where he was squinting his eyes a lot. Mm. And I thought, oh gosh, maybe it's because he's, you know, sitting too close to his iPad or like, yeah. you know. So I did limit it for two days as a temporary thing, mm-hmm. but then he just got over it. Okay. So cool. Yeah, no, I have never, I've never really done hard fast, but if in a pinch and I need to get work done and they, they can be, you know, the, the older kids can be playing Minecraft and Bella can be on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do it. And do, do you guys use the parental features on the iPad where you can lock yes. down cer- certain apps? Absolutely. Um, I also use it on um, Abby's computer, though I recently had to take it off because uh, Minecraft runs a lot of websites in the background. Yeah, I don't know what that is about, but it was, you know, every five seconds it was popping up with a parental control. You can't access this website. Allow once or allow always. And then I'd have to type in my password. Mm-hmm. And then it would happen again next time. Yeah. So it was really, um, in fact, I guess OS ten switched away from using, um, or I mean, I don't know if it's OS ten or, or Mojang, but the <clears throat> Minecraft launcher no longer uses Java. And so when I got the new launcher, it couldn't fully download the executable because... Uh, the websites were blocked or something, uh, you know, like, interesting. so I couldn't figure out why the launcher wasn't working. And so I signed out and then, you know, yeah. and, or signed in as an administrator. I have to say for as big of a market as kids are, um, I, I used to work professionally as an in-home technician and I would go places. And one of the most requested things was parental setups because yeah. it's so confusing and it's, it's, um, it's just so not supported by so many things. Like there, it's. Are you? Just, have you looked at OS ten parental controls? It's fantastic. No, they're really good, but they're complicated for non-technical people. Uh, well, maybe. Maybe. Like, because there, the default is you can you can strap down you know like no websites except for these educational ones, mm-hmm. and they're actually meant for kids. It's perfect. Right. Or you can and you, then you can add websites that are okay, which mm-hmm. obviously there are a lot of websites, so you would run into the constantly being limited. But yeah. it has only allow the computer to be signed in during these times yep. and after an hour, like mm-hmm. that was all very user friendly. Oh, nice. I haven't okay. used it yet, but um, because, you know, Abby doesn't really need it. They just, they play Minecraft every once in a while. But yeah. um, I was really, imp- I was so impressed with that when I saw it. it, it would be, you could set it by day. I actually used a parental control account when I first started working remotely mm-hmm. to limit myself to only my work sites oh, um, because I was having focus problems. Yeah. And so I would, and you I would log in. you locked your phone, right? <laughs> you like locked your phone away? I'm, I, I hate, I, well, at the time, the phone was not great for that sort of thing. It yeah. was like tiny. It was like iPhone 3, 3, whatever. So it was a tiny, tiny screen and right. not not cool like they are now. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. So you've kind of had this journey. You're a mom. You're working in a small business. It's all in tech. Have you found that it just kind of flows together with your life? Do you feel like having a career that is technology-based and kind of some of the the freedom that we get because of that has worked well with being a mom. Has it been bad? Like, because mm. you can kind of, because you can work anywhere. Do you work more? Like- right. Well, that is a very loaded question. 
<clears throat> because like it's not like working for a company remote, right? Like a different company. When right. you work for yourself, they're they're really it's really hard to limit yourself to eight, from you know to eight to five yeah. or whatever. Um, I think it it's definitely been a struggle because I had to adjust my perspective and expectations of working while having three kids. You know, getting mad at them because I can't get a task done is just like it was it's just not okay. It's just bad for everybody. Yeah. And so in because of that, I decided that I needed solid blocks of time where I could focus. And um so about two years ago, I hired a nanny that would come into the house a couple days a week, give me that ability to focus and then the kids I mean I wasn't neglecting the kids but obviously I can't focus on them and the company at the same time yeah so. I mean it's not neglect you're setting up quality time for both because it means that exactly. when you're with the kids you're with the kids and when you're with right. the company you're with the company yes yeah so um, it's definitely a struggle and adjustment and I think it just varies really from person to person and situation to situation but just uh, you just have to I I'm of the mind and, and this happened really early on when Dylan was uh, an infant uh, or like almost a year old that really, I'm, you know, they are my life. Like they are the, the priority. They are the focus. And uh, and they will pretty much always come first. Yeah. Which and, and that's pretty well, um, I think, relayed in uh, in my photography. Yeah. I think in the way that you share, also in the yeah. way that you kind of, the way you move through life, it's very obvious that your kids are are that level of importance to you and but you but it's it seems so healthy like i'm very impressed yeah. by that i mean like I, i'm not gonna lie you really impressed me as a mom um and as a not mom like <laughs> yeah, that's right. kind of hard to do yeah i don't know a lot about momming sure like, is that a word momming yeah yeah <laughs> coined right here there you go. Radio. i think mothering is the appropriate term mothering yep yes which sounds like i don't know don't I have like an momming s better. it's not smothering <laughs> <laughs> oh that's terrible i love it that's so you're so funny i know um I know. So what has been the like the hardest part about tech for you? Like because I know we've talked some and you've been into oh, like some of the interviews yes. that we've done. You, right. you kind of get this glassy look where you're like, I wish I understood. And it's not just a glassy look. It's like a, a look of I wish I understood more of what you guys were talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, the inferior com complex or whatever. Imposter syndrome. That is exactly what I meant. Yes, that that definitely happens. But not like I, I feel like if I just. I just learned a little bit it would give me enough in uh to have a better perspective but because because I haven't been able to take a class or a course or learn like you know one language or or any kind of programming or whatever like I know a little bit of html but I just yeah I feel like if I learned one language it would help me kind of better understand others other languages yeah. And other other things. It, it uh, honestly, it's it's the fundamentals help you. Uh, it's vocabulary. Like most exactly. of learning programming yes. is vocabulary. Yes. At the beginning, at least. I mean, later on, there's right all sorts of other things. But right. And I haven't exactly had the time to focus, or like I'd really like to do Linux Academy. Yeah. You know, or some other kind of you know, Code Academy or whatever. yeah, yeah. To to get to learn stuff, but um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know because I don't know it. I don't know if that's a direction. Like I know that I like databases, but I don't mm -hmm. know if that, I don't know if I could do that on a daily basis, you know, or, yeah. if, or if that would be my passion or career. 
Um, right now, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with the business operational side of things, but mm-hmm. and I'm, you're very good at it. So <laughs> and I'm, and social networking, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not opposed to learning more. Um, I, you know, I don't even think necessarily like I'm gonna look at you and say, well, you should be a programmer. It's an excellent career. Well, of course, it's an excellent career. Like it, I love it. But um, I think that you know, I'm not quite on the everybody should learn to code train. Um, I think anybody who has interest should try it. Mm-hmm. You know, like anything else, you know, like, how do you know if you like ice cream if you don't try it? Right. Trust me, you'll probably like ice cream. Right. Unless you're my kids and you ask if it can be warm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a thing. So mm-hmm. do they like, like, bread pudding? I've never fed them bread pudding. It's like warm ice cream. You should try. Roast. <laughs> it's an English <laughs> thing. Okay. I'm super English. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that I would totally be happy to commit to, like, we should do a lesson on air. I think so, too. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll look up some stuff. We'll talk about some options. We could either do a, a stack talk where we talk about like what actually makes all this stuff function or we could talk about a specific language or maybe now, both. Keep in mind <laughs> that I'm very, very direct. <laughs> so, and I'm going to ask stupid questions. There's no stupid <laughs> questions. Well, okay. I'm going to ask questions that will probably make you giggle. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I, you'd be surprised. I've taught, okay. I've taught hundreds of beginners at this point. Okay. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think that... As long as people are asking questions, it means they're engaging. Right. Like if you sit there and don't ask questions, that's when I'm like, are you stupid or something, son? But <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No, not quite. Judgment. Yeah. yeah <laughs> super judge. No, like, I, you know, I'm going to call you out. Like you should engage, ask questions. You know, anybody who's out there trying to learn to code, like don't feel like it's a stupid question. At some point, somebody had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, maybe you're working with one of the savants who started coding when they were, you know, six. Mm-hmm. And, but the likelihood of that is rare. Like, right. you know, I remember... Oh, what was it? I spent like a full, almost like six months trying to just understand like a, the very, very basic concept of object-oriented programming. Like just understanding li- what it was. Like I just couldn't even get my head around like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Not even just like how to do it. Like that was a whole separate journey. It was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it took like, you know, going to like four or five different meetups, asking a whole bunch of questions, finally finding a book that kind of like filled in those gaps. And it, But, it, you know, like if I hadn't asked those questions, I'd still be stuck. Mm-hmm. you know and they were and they felt like of course they felt like dumb questions I'm, i like you know and i was multiple you know, i was years into my programming journey and i'm like i don't get this really fundamental concept like what mm-hmm. the heck yeah but i took an environmental class in college where i was the only person that ever asked questions oh my goodness that's terrible yeah yeah, yeah. i hope the rest of the class failed um well, i don't know but <laughs> yeah it wasn't nobody really had really very high grades but i was i was complimented by other students about how i was able to ask yeah questions regardless you know just because i wanted to know <laughs> yeah you know and if if you've got a question especially if you're sitting in a room full of people likely it is someone else has that same question and they're just not willing to ask it yep yeah and it, it, it sucks i'm totally that person like i step up and i ask questions because i know that i can mm-hmm. and i know that people need it but um like i hope other people will do it too mm-hmm. yeah the the pivotal question uh, what are you the most excited about about technology yeah i knew you're gonna say that well and then i'm gonna ask you the stack question too so uh i don't know what that is that's okay okay so um yeah i don't know anybody at stack (laughs) oh no that's slack um okay technology i am really excited about user experience essentially one of the interviews that we did today (laughs) the cornbread app has my mind blown it's I I really hope that we see more more companies that provide something that creates 
an almost all-inclusive personal touch experience built on a community. Um, I'm really liking the community-oriented everything. Like it's just, it, that is just that is so cool to me. Yeah, yeah. It was what I said. What uh, technology for connection, not consumption. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, we can all be on the internet for hours consuming, but um, but but what? Well, I mean, I was gonna say what is the value, but <laughs> there is value in that. But I really like the connection. Yeah, I I do think that we've uh, you know, and I rail against this, and a lot of my friends know I'm fairly anti Facebook and. Even Twitter, I'm I'm much more picky about things um, because I think that there's a lot of this mindlessness that goes on now. That, yeah, um, you know, it's the same with with where TV mm-hmm. is or mm-hmm. was. You know, mm-hmm. at the same time, like you can just kind of sit there and like you aren't getting anything out of it except distraction. Right. And you know, distraction and escape can be really valuable. Like I don't I don't deny that. I definitely right. have my moments where I'm like. I'm just going to go look at Facebook for half an hour because I just need to zone out. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. I'm zoning out. I'm not adding to myself. I'm not adding to my community. And I think that, you know, being able to separate that and find like the ways where we are providing value to ourselves and to each other is really important. And I think that tech is, we're on the verge of some of those break breakthroughs yeah. again, like yeah. with cornbread. That um, also, I did a recent, well, I guess it's probably been over a year now, but I did a faux show on the buy nothing page groups, mm-hmm. the buy nothing groups on Facebook. It's so amazing. I um like in our city, um, it was split into five different groups because we're big enough. <laughs> and I am getting to know all my neighbors. And so I posted on the buy nothing where you can either give stuff away or accept things, you know, ask, you know, hey, I need this. I had put, you know, I am looking for anything owl related for my daughter's birthday. She's going to be too soon. You know, this was like in July. And one gal she had an owl shirt that I could wear and it was perfect. It was one size too big, but um, which is actually flattering because, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, so it was good. It was black, which is perfect with silver. And I love silver. It was I mean, it was just so perfect. And then as I was picking it up and meeting her, she said, oh, do you have a cake, you know, being made yet? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, no. And she said, let me do her cake. And. And, you know, honestly, the skeptic in me was like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, I could see her living condition. It wasn't like horrible, but I'm like, I don't know if I really want her. Like, can she even make a cake? Is this one of those people that like right. thinks they can do something? And, and so I thought, but, but I'm not right. going to burst the bubble. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I, I'll pick yeah, it up and maybe, maybe it'll go in the garbage and mm-hmm. maybe it'll be amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I, I think it's really, it's like sad awesome to me that like we have to go out to like we essentially have to send things into space and let them come back to connect us to the people right next to us yeah so it's sad and awesome it's like oh man i wish i could just go knock on my neighbor's door but like at the same time like yeah but we used to have to use horses yeah it's not much different no it's not you know definitely like there's even more connectivity than yeah back then i i agree with you i love like as, as excited I am about like wearables and internet of things and all these other interesting parts and smart homes. And someday I will build Jarvis. Like this is on my to-do list. Like the fact that I can start to use technology to connect with the people who are physically around me is so valuable to me. And especially as someone who like I work remotely, I work by myself, like without things like meetup, like I would be a really miserable person. Yeah. Like uh, meetup.com has like right. changed my life. Yeah. Well, and really the IRC changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I'm like, wow, there's a whole community out there. Like I'm like, there's a lot of people, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. It really opens up possibilities. And then since, 
since she made that cake, like, and she didn't make it. She actually didn't make it. She she has a friend that works at a local grocery store that made it. Mm-hmm. Um, she has since she bought Bella an owl sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, and and it was so crazy, and um, yeah. I mean, it was I don't know. It's it was just so cool that that people can be so selfless, you know, and and that's what I like to do. I like to give away things to the community, but I also buy. I also sell. <laughs> yeah, you know, I also use the buy sell pages, which are also no, awesome. It's, it's still there's still value there. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting something cheaper than it would be in the store for sure. Right. You know, or like getting rid of something. Yeah. Or getting yeah. you know both sides of it are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I was um had this kind of pivotal experience, which I say a lot, but mm-hmm. um I traveled for two years in an RV all mm-hmm. across the U.S. and um I loved it. It was really fascinating. But the thing that really impressed me because I kind of always believed this, but didn't really have proof. But like, people are good people. I think. By and large, anywhere you go, like people want to do good things. Mm-hmm. Like we all, I think we're wired for it. You know, it's, it's, we get a lot of value out of providing for others, out of helping out. Um, you know, it's like, it's biochemical at this point, you know, yeah. we get dopamine when we do good things for people. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's legit, but um, I don't, I don't know if I believed it until I did this journey and it was like, I really do like, and, and like random things like, you know, coming up to Chris at OSCON for the first time and being like, hey, yes. and then meeting you guys and you're like, yeah, let's do this thing. And like, there's no, like, we're not getting anything. This thing uh, being Women's Tech women's Radio. Tech radio yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not, I don't, it's not like Women's Tech Radio is paying my bills or making right. me a fortune or anything, but, right. you know, I want to give back to the community and you wanted to too. Mm-hmm. And like getting yeah. together and doing that is even more valuable. Yep. So very cool. And I love, and I love that technology gives us space to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your stack? Okay, stack question. So what are the tools you use on a daily basis? Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. What's your stack is what we developers call Ooh. it. Okay. You you got all like yes. flustered possibly. Here I go. Here I go. Um, wow. Okay. There's a lot. So Telegram for internal communication. We use um, FreshBooks for invoicing, QuickBooks for accounting. Um, I use Google Docs. I use Excel. I use um, Pixelmator. To do promotional um, mm-hmm. artwork, love Pixelmator. Um, I use Ninety Nine Designs, which I know isn't like an app that you can go get, but no, I it's still something I in use your 90, stack. Yeah, yeah, I use Ninety Nine Designs. Uh, in fact, one person in particular has designed all of our logo refresh that I that I started back in like two thousand thirteen, I think mm-hmm. fourteen. Yeah, the, yeah, the end of two thousand thirteen. And um, let's see what else. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know. Instagram. Uh, yeah, Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, G+, Facebook, all of those. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Reddit. You really are like a social maven. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of uh, social things here. Let me pull up my thing. Your most most frequent tabs. Um, or just my Jupiter Broadcasting drop down. Um, so I guess more Jupiter Broadcasting related, we have a lot of different subscriptions. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I can just start up a podcast and, you know, no. There's a lot of backend, you know, subscriptions. We use um, Scale Engine. Uh, I'm not sure if Blip TV is still running. I don't think it is, but we use Archive.org, Libsyn. There's, uh, we used to use Justin.tv. You guys use uh, Dropbox too, right? Uh, we definitely use Dropbox at the, like, at the, where you have to pay a buttload now. Yeah. 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 Um, I pay for Dropbox even personally. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and we also, you know, rebranded email. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But basically, oh, and of course, um, Colloquy for IRC. Oh, yeah. I use Colloquy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Lime Chat, but eh. 
Yeah. I think it, the really impressive part about this stack is like barring a couple standouts, like most of that is web apps. Like you can run yes. almost your entire business from the browser. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's very cool. It is cool. Yeah. It is. That is a huge change in the world. Like if you think about business in the past couple of years, like mm -hmm. it's really been even in the past five years that that can be true. Yeah. I do. I do very much dislike Google Docs. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. It's getting better. Spe specifically spreadsheets. So I yeah. Guess Google, Google Sheets is, Google, is yeah. it's weird because they went with their own formula setup instead of using Excel. So a lot of people have trouble translating. And then yeah. some of the major features that you're used to in Excel. Yeah aren't there or are nope. really hidden. Yep. And I think Google Docs is going to have the same experience that Microsoft had um, going from Office 2003 to Office mm -hmm. 2007, mm -hmm. which the thing was that they did this interview where they were like, okay, people, what do you want in the next version of Office? And like they did like hundreds and hundreds of interviews. And 99% of the requests were features that were already in Office. Uh -huh, and yes, they were just people right. didn't know how to get to them. Sure. So that's why we had the huge facelift between 2003 yeah. and 2007. Well, the thing is, the reason why I use Google Sheets is because you just can't beat accessing it anywhere yeah. online. And the share. And yeah, and sharing is very easy. Yes. Right. Yeah. I do not like, I had a bad experience um, uh, using Dropbox and and people editing, you know, multiple people editing the same doc. It just does not work. The collaboration was not there. I and mean, I'm sure there's collaboration tools out there that would be better, but um, I haven't used them. Yeah. Well, so. I don't know. I, I really think that, honestly, as, as picky as I am, like Google kind of has the, the market on the mm -hmm. collaboration. Although Evernote is picking up. I haven't used it yet. I love it. It's my not second yet. brain. Yeah. Maybe it's my first brain at this point. Oh, and of course we use Bitly. Bitly. Yep. To shorten links. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very cool. Oh, and some Markdown, um, Markdown uh, add-on, browser add-ons. Yeah. I'm still trying to get my, my head around the Markdown thing. Yeah. Yeah. I did a faux show on it. Really? Oh, I should check I that did. one out. Yeah. I, I will admit I don't watch all of them. Yeah. But honestly, uh, I've pretty much forgotten everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just use the add-ons now. It's it's so easy. I'll show you after the show. Cool. It's really cool. Yeah. At this so. point, I just like write things and then like edit it later. I just write in plain text and then mm -hmm. make it fancy later. Okay. But we'll figure it out. Well, this has been super fun. We'll have to do some more later. Mm -hmm. If you guys have questions for either of us, feel free to send them in. You know, we're always listening to on Twitter and um, we're always interested in new guests that you'd like to hear about. And uh, cool. Yeah. So well, thanks for listening to this episode of Women's Tech Radio.